Welcome back, people, to the Republic of Cricket, brought to you by the Yorkshire Hotel for another Bev in the Sheds, but a very special Boxing Day edition. Day one has been run and done, but more importantly, we snuck in a cheeky game of Gore Street, backyard slash laneway cricket, and just the way that the cricketers intended. It was an absolute road out there on Boxing Day, the MCG, but the upward slant of Gore Street kept things very interesting indeed. And to join me to talk all things cricket, backyard, test, or anything else, are three of the best minds in cricket that we have. I have my regular co-host, Jack Hedwobble Bannister, to the left of me. Other side of the table, I have my editor and writer, partner at Sporting Chance Media, Will Center Street. And all the way via the US... Via Northcote, via a festival tomorrow, we have Gemma Douglas. Put that backwards, you have Douglas Jardine. She knows how to bowl some absolute heat. Welcome to the pod, guys. And first things first, uh, how was your experience at the cricket today? Personally, my uh, my day at the cricket was hot to start with. It started with a lot of sweatiness. Uh, we were sat in the sun. Um, and it looked like it was going to be a, a nice cracker of a day. There was a bit of grass on the pitch. I thought, oh, yeah, MCG. You're going to turn it on. India's going to bat. We've got three of the best quicks in the world. It's going to be a fun, hot day. And then after that, I kind of fell asleep in the middle bit. Did you really... Like, so, I don't know. Like, I didn't really go into this with any great level of expectation. I kind of expected it to be exactly what it was. The grass was just like, I don't know, bum fluff, not a beard. Like, it was not there for me. I knew that it wasn't going to be a lively day. Based on last year, based on... Like, what, what are they going to do? Like, So what did you go in for Boxing Day for then? Boxing Day, mate. So what does Boxing Day cricket mean to you? Well, I mean, the pitch could have been a bloody, like, anything, and I would have been there because I'd already booked flights back from Adelaide. So, I don't know. It's just a nice tradition. Something to do. There's nothing else to do. I don't want to go shopping. Like, you know, go to the test. I think the interesting thing about today is that, like, I don't know if it was particularly memorable for, like, when people are like, oh, what was Boxing Day 2018 like? I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not going to be a day that we tell our grandkids about. Mm. Not that we're planning. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. So, Gemma, this was your first Boxing Day experience. Not only my first Boxing Day, but my first test ever. First cricket experience? No. First, like, like, like first, first watching experience? No, I've seen no? Big Bash. Yeah. And heaps on the television. Yeah. But this is your first live yes. test match experience. Boxing Day, this is like a bucket list item for people. It's up there with World Series, Super Bowls. It's up there with an Ashes series in the UK. Mm. People come wide and far to do today. What were your thoughts? Was it worth it? It was my Christmas present, so I was very stoked and uh, thoroughly disappointed. Good one, Will. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> that was great. Thought the company was excellent. Made a lot of friends, um, but uh, the cricket was quite boring. It was I, slow. It was slow, and and yeah. It was a grinder's day of cricket. Yeah. It was. I mean, like, Pat, Pat Cummins coming away with, what, two for 30-odd off 20-odd overs and was the best bowler by far. Mm. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, last year it was hard to score and it was also... Like, it was hard to score quickly, sorry, and it was obviously relatively hard to get anyone out. Mm. So last year the test on day two had just a throng of Australians managed to chop the ball onto their stumps and then obviously once Alistair Cook got in... He just simply he's still to get out. Classic. And he's, as Dan Lipke tweeted today, still batting on the MCG pitch. And there's a certain almost inevitability about the way that this match was going to go once you kind of saw the first hour and it took, proved to be relatively toothless. Fahari was sort of like, meh, he's clearly not up there as an opener. He's kind of been thrown in because of 
various form and injury issues the Indians have had. But like, yeah, other than him, everyone else just looked comfortable for for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, and the wickets, like you said, Vahari getting short balled out. That's something that Australia has bowls quite well. Like we are, we we bowl the short ball well, and that's something that teams from the subcontinent don't don't often deal with well. And then a tickle down leg side. They're not. They weren't glorious wickets. No. Anyway, you slice it. No. And we went leg theory with Mitchell Stark before lunch. Nathan Lyon came on to bowl the eighth over. So they were all essentially signs of what the pitch was doing. And I think it was Greg Baum that tweeted that Vahari is the sort of batsman. Um, you don't notice, and then you realise he's made five, which was a pretty tough blow. But like, he just wasn't scoring. Like He was absolutely doing nothing. Um, got himself in a right pickle by getting hit in the head and then basically got out to the same ball but managed to glove it this time. And from there, it was all India. Until right. until maybe the last five overs, I thought. Once yeah. we took the new ball, Stark actually... Stark's a new ball bowler, and he did what he does. He bowled great line and length for at least a little bit and caused some issues to Coley. Was that pain that dropped with the new ball, though? Yeah, it had that feel like because it started off and you expect something to happen in the, in the first hour and then the end of play, second new ball is always pretty spicy but by that point I felt like a lot of the crowd had dissipated. The energy had kind of gone out of a lot of people. Once they put the number up, I think they put uh, 75? Yeah, 75 put, got put up or 73, What's, whatever. But yeah. 75 did, you looked around and the, there was about was 10 done. left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's a testament to the, like, the strength of the institution. It's not that old, so the Boxing Day test was kicked off really as a tradition in the 80s so it's not as old as people think but it's a testament to the institution that on that pitch relatively warm day after Christmas 70 plus like is still I think a, a testament to what the and the series is. as well like it's it's not been luckily we got a win in Perth I, th- mm. I think if we hadn't won in Perth it would have been closer to the 60 mark yeah, but it's also a live box. I mean, it's this is the thing. It's it's a it's a live Boxing Day test, which is a tick because we saw them get dead rubbers. But on the other hand, the pitch is just a huge downer because the common logic here is that okay, we'll go to Sydney one all because of so the that pitch. raises the point on twofold. There, the first being like you say, Boxing Day is an institution. Would you go regardless? Like, Jen, what, what was it like for you? This was your first one. Did it feel like an institution? Did it feel special, or did it feel? Pretty run in the I middle. came into it with really high expectations from watching the other two of the series, and it just sort of... It was just a, it was, another match. It was, yeah, it was mm. nothing extraordinary. Cricket's a weird sport, I think, to watch live, because, and particularly now, with the broadcast era, there's so much information that comes through the TV that being there, you almost feel strangely disconnected, which is extrapolated by needing to buy the ear radio mm. at the ground to have the radio stream going. Um, so you do find, like, I was writing but wasn't in the press box. So you find yourself constantly, like, updating Creek Info and checking Twitter to get all the little nuggets of juice that you might otherwise get from television coverage. So it's a really interesting experience for Cricket because they do have to keep people actually going through the gate. But I would say that's also a very small percentage of people that go to the Cricket. Like they're, 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 they want to know Of the 75,000 there, there'd be, like, maybe 10% that are... I want to know where the pitch maps is. I want to know uh, what the run rates are. I want to know all the other bits. Like, part of it, I think, especially day one, is just that, like, it's Boxing Day, let's doing? go. Yeah. It's like a really, like, low-key festival. We'll sat in front of, like, four blokes that clearly did not give any shits about right. the action as a play. They were there to get booze. They were there to, like, they know cricket. They play cricket. Cricket's part of their, you know, whether it's backyard or club cricket or whatever. It's part of their identity as, as Australian males. But they were there to just 
catch up and just like be blokes and drink drink mid strength beers in the sun and have a good time and go home and say yeah. like literally the quote from him was I prefer when test cricket's boring because then I get to complain about it like that was the, <laughs> the like one of his quotes of the day and I was like and well, you don't have a- to watch that closely yeah yeah you just you can just be like oh yeah that's happening out there and it's kind of cool and you can, yeah. you can ooh and ah and whatever but. And that's going like, and that's mass scale sports for most situations anyway. Like, if you get eighty thousand people there, there'd be more people than not who aren't as invested as the as the micro. Well, you're a reporter, so you have like a professional invested interest. I'm a nuffy, so I have a nuffy interest. <laughs> but like, there's a, I'm there's just a, there for the boozing. Yeah, so. yeah, you're just there for the yeah. boozing. You brought along, you brought along your significant other with these, with with the with the uh, you know the the hook in of like it's an it's an institution. She gets. Oh and it's like, no, I asked for test. these tickets. You can't understand yeah. me until you understand this test match. Yeah, and I think those blokes and probably will, and to be honest, like, even me, like you probably have a good day irrespective of the quality of the cricket. Yeah. Um, I just wonder whether for the rest of the test match, whether there was enough to keep the non-nuffy coming through the gate. I think, and they've done a lot of work around the like the auxiliary of the test match as well. So I think that like that they 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 understand that if the cricket's not great, you can probably still go to the G and have a good experience. Mm. But. You want the cricket to be good as well, like I, in an ideal world. Yeah, why not have it all? Like the so, reality is, we've had two beautiful Test matches on wonderful pitches, and then like so that I think adds to the effect of looking at this being like, oh, like look at what Perth and Adelaide got, and then you're like, oh, this is what we get. But the flip side of that is Perth and Adelaide had amazing cricket, and no one turned up. Yeah, like we like MCG holds a hundred thousand people, and we had seventy five thousand there on day one. Yeah, so we the basically Perth stadium, yeah. Perth stadium holds sixty five thousand. They had eleven thousand as their most, and they had eighty thousand across the five. Days. Yeah, so we Melbourne's already beat that in day one. Melbourne's basically pipped that. We're, in a, we're a sports voracious mm. city. That's what we do. That's well, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that did stand out to me when I was in Adelaide over Christmas because like people are very heavily behind the strikers. And, like, the Strikers games in the BBL are really big events. And I was like, oh, why is that? Like, kind of wanted to go. But then I just realised, like, Melbourne, you literally look on any given night and there's, like, two teams in most codes. So there's two BBL teams, there's more AFL teams, there's NRL teams, there's rugby union teams. It's like, you're never short of a sport. Hmm. Whereas I think in Adelaide, like, because there's less of it, it's almost a case of, like, less just adds value to the ticket. So question without notice then. So the Boxing Day test is... Like the cricket standards being poor for a couple of years now, mm. do you give it to an Adelaide and make it their event? Would anyone go? That's my question. I think they would. I think they definitely would. Yeah. Especially to begin with. Imagine that first year, Melbourne would be gutted. <laughs> Melbourne would be so angry about it. Because the flip but side of that would be, I would be angry. So if this game, if this game was the New Year's game, or they, or we played it in November, would anyone go? The answer would be yes. Yes, I think so. People rock out to Big Bash games. They get 60,000 at the G without a heartbeat for a Big Bash game that doesn't even matter when the team's trash. Yeah. And like, you'd get 60 to 80, no worries. Mate, get Maxwell on the team and you'll get 60 to 80. <laughs> well, I almost, like, I almost would argue that the Adelaide test in itself is a superb... Like, if I was going to give it away, that yeah. would be where it would go. Because the Adelaide test is naturally the most social and of the test matches. And play day-night. Yeah. Because so day-night boxing day... What's the temperature like? Because the, the major qualms about day-night cricket at the Adelaide Oval is that start when they when they do it at that start of the season, it's too dewy and it's too cold when yeah. they when they play it in yeah. like early November. So does that November. save? Does that solve a problem? So I'm saying like, what's yeah. the weather like? You literally just flew in from yeah. Adelaide. What's the weather well, like, like in, in mid-December? Basically, just Melbourne, but like five degrees hotter. 
Like, so today was 27. So not Melbourne. So today <laughs> was 27, but, like, in Adelaide it was 32. Uh, Adelaide's like, the whole country's set to cook for the next week. Yeah, well, tomorrow will be 38 here, and it'll be, like, 41 oh. in Melbourne. So, or in Adelaide, sorry. And I think the other thing that you must sort of realise in that discussion is that it's really hypothetical. So, um, CA have all but said that the fixturing won't change. So, the only feasible way that the MCG would lose a Boxing Day test would be by pitch sanctions via the ICC. Yeah. And too many demerit points accrued in the next two years. Which is still within the realm of possibility well, after yeah. watching today's yeah, day and, one. And so, like, <laughs> Like that's where if they were to say get three demerit points hypothetically they would literally be on death row for the Boxing Day test like you mess the pitch up next year it's almost gone also we are jumping the gun a little bit the pitch did the well pitch, we've had a day pitch, to look at the it the pitch played around a little bit and did a couple of different things and we've got four days of cricket left so yeah. it could crumble it could spin it could it do did, anything it kept low a couple of times kept low a couple off a length shot up over, over Tim it, Payne's head and went for four buys the Australian bowlers bowled that trash both teams are playing it safe. I think both teams are doing what we would do if we were captains, be like, if this is the draw, who cares? We'll go try and win the series in Sydney. Yeah, which is strange. Is it though? I don't know. I don't, I'm like, me, otherwise, otherwise you just burn like what, you burn all your candles. Like if I was India, I would bat for five days. If you're Virat and you get two, which is still within the realms of if possibility... If we're four down at and, the end of tomorrow and for about 500 rounds, we go, now nah, let's go again. Well, that's to, where it's interesting. seven. Yeah. Let's see if we can get the highest yeah. possible score. Yeah, the Bill Laurie mentality. Just keep that. Well, that's the thing, because everything about India says, OK, let's just make 600 and then we don't lose. But you know, by the flip side, if they want to win, then they have to probably be relatively bold and risk conceding. Like, risk being declaring at 450 in Australia, they're making 600 and giving up 150 on the first dig. It is a battle of resources, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, do you waste your resources here with the presumption being it's going to be a draw, or do you burn your opposition's resources? It's like a big old game of risk. Well, this is the thing. Do you burn your yeah. opposition's resources, then come in, and then... But we discussed this. At what point, if India were just going to bat forever, yeah. you'd be like, okay, you know what? It's probably time to like make sure we save the bowlers here for Sydney, and you just start bowling Kawaja. Yeah. Like, at what point would you get into that mind frame if that Probably was Probably after three days. This is absolutely not going to happen, but... Oh, I hope he does. Virat, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow morning after having your little bickies and tea before today's play, bat for five days, please. It'd be glorious. Well, the other thing is you tweeted that and people took you very seriously. Yes, I got told that India plays to win and they would never, ever do that even though none of them have ever played cricket for India, nor no Vera colleague. We'll get amongst the weeds, which we have wandered into very briefly, with some quick throwdowns about the day's play. I'm going to test your knowledge out here, Gemma. Oh, gosh. There was a selection humdrum before this test began yeah. between a Mr Peter Hanscom yeah. and a Mr Mitchell Marsh. Yes. Was Australia right to drop Peter Hanscom for Mitchell Marsh? Oh, but Hanscom didn't get any runs before, did he? He did not. But also, Mitch Marsh bowled very slowly. He did bowl very slowly. So... From but he didn't take any wickets. He did not take he, any wickets. He bowled very economically. He bowled very economically. He <laughs> was he was right now, though? No. He was a very dutiful... <laughs> he was a dutiful uh, office worker mm, today. Yeah, so pencil pusher. Yeah. So would you have dropped a pencil pusher for a pencil pusher? Oh, it doesn't really matter to me, does it? <laughs> it's changeable. It's going to come down to how... If, if Marsh makes runs, then it's a great choice. If Marsh yeah. doesn't make runs, then... No. It wasn't <laughs> then like, obviously. Then six of one, half a dozen of another. I feel like it's not a good move to put someone on the team that the entire stadium boos when he comes on to ball. Well, I thought that was fairly disgraceful anyway. I thought so as well. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. I'm like, you cannot agree with the selection. But he's it's still not on Mitch our Marsh's team. fault. Yeah. I mean, I firmly believe uh, that... But when we say our team... 
This oh, is team, this is Team Victoria, and he's definitely not on that team. Yeah, oh. that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. Also, Jim, who do you support in the South world Africa. cricket? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, she's a, she, it's a traitor in the ranks. No, a traitor. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought the decision to play the all rounder was the correct decision after looking at the pitch. Marsh, Marsh bowled a significant number of overs. He did the most I think he's ever bowled it day one of a test mm-hmm. um, so I think they were right to play an all-rounder my argument would just be that the all-rounder shouldn't have been Mitch Marsh who would you have picked instead then? Uh, I would have gone well Maxwell to bowl spin as the change yep. or Stoinis um, I think is probably the argument but obviously Marsh having been in like realistically we all knew it was always going to be Marsh. well he was in the squad he was so in the squad like, from the first test <laughs> if you drop I, someone down it's going to be I will not be convinced in. by him his test average is 25 his bowling average is low 40s he's made two test hundreds in totals of 600 plus so he has never played sorry he's never made a hundred in like a, a test match of significance where everyone is not just piling yeah. on runs. he also bats at six though so like hundreds don't mean March at six. You don't have an opportunity to make many hundreds. No, at six. I think it, he, he runs. He just does. He does that thing that we all get upset by, which is he comes in at the linchpin point and he hits out and he gets out in particularly ugly ways. Yeah, and it's, like it's, most of the order, and like his brother. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, no, his brother gets out in very like soft ways. Yeah, he just gives like a bit of a pudding catch to slip or whatever. Someone who did give up another soft catch was the Indian opener uh, Agwal. He batted very well for his seventy odd. Does he look legit? Obviously, because they had the Wonder Kid. Pretty yes, sure. yeah. So pretty, pretty sure. Pretty sure yeah. it was pretty. And then sure. we had Marilee Vijay and Kale Raul, who literally couldn't hold their bats at the yeah. right end. So then we basically went with the number six from the previous test to open. Yeah. Um, who obviously did not look on opener, yeah. but alongside a Garwal. Does a Garwal look legit? Would you say he's got the stuff? It looked legit from today. I think he. I think he wore one of the short balls. He early did. He on. got done on the shoulder by he, Cummins. Yeah, but he, he. I thought he shook it off pretty well. Um, and then batted and batted quite well. Was running away with the uh, with the total to start with because um, Virat got to Virat got to three, I think, off fifty, and he was mm. on twenty five off as many. Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked organised. He looked compact. He didn't really offer a lot of chances during his dig. I thought he looked he looked at the bits. The shot he played off Lyon in Lyon's first over, I think it was the sixth ball to cover was just a wonderful cover drive. It was almost, well, it was reminiscent of something that Virat Kohli would play. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to see him on another surface. Like, the proof will be in the pudding, I think, over the course of the rest of this test series. I imagine that he will now undisputedly hold his spot for Sydney. So I guess that will tell us a little bit more. I think he's, yeah, definitely deserving of the Sydney spot and looks pretty like a pretty cool, calm, collected character. I'm going to go back to Demo on this one. You're aware of Sandpaper Gate. Yep. You're aware of the uh, the Against my team. Against your team, yeah, yeah. which is a, a dual time <laughs> uh, ball tamper, I will, I will point out. You're aware that we are, are making a very strict and like uh, concerted effort to change our appearance as a creating mm. nation and a creating team. Mm. And that involves uh, playing hard and tough, but also fair. <laughs> right, fair. So would you consider... Uh, Paddy Cummins, the third change bowler today. My heart. Your heart. Oh, oh wow. Mm. To be the embodiment of hard, tough, but fair Australian cricket. Because, oh. like, today, he, like, he, tough, well, he like, good doing it. He looks really good doing it. Because, <laughs> like, today, he came on third, uh, yeah, third change, so fourth bowler. The pill's not doing much at that stage. The pitch is doing nothing. He he's, took two of the he's two He's charging wickets, in. Right? He took all the wickets today, literally yeah. all of them, mm. and he just gave his all. Is yeah. that what we want to see 
and like he he, get, he had a bit of you know he puffed his chest he puffed his his well shaped chest out oh. and said to the batsman, <laughs> uh, "Excuse me, sir, but I am a much better cricketer than you are." Mm. Uh, but is that what we want to see more of, as opposed to the like the angry barking dog type cricketer? I would like opinion. to see more of Pat Cummins. Yeah, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> There's your scandal. <laughs> um, yes, I don't think I know much about bowling to have a, a coherent argument on whether or not he should bowl that way or not. Uh, I thought he did well, and yes. he obviously worked on like it worked on the pitch because he took the only two wickets mm. that Australia took. So. Yes, go Pat Cummins. Big fan. I think I think uh, it the attitude was good. Yeah, I think it was. And it was. It did seem to be. I mean, you know, for, it's watching it from the stands. Who who actually knows what no, goes it's on? Said, yeah. Um, but like you saw at the end, Hazelwood start to with the new pill start to get into Virat when he wasn't making any runs and he needed to get his three for his fifty and and Hazelwood started to bark at him a little bit and get into his ear and. I like that the way that Cummins goes, Cummins goes about it looks to be like upfront aggressive without being yeah. nasty. Yeah, which is I think what they're going for. Because I think yeah, of the three, he has the best balance for this new age, this nouveau Australian cricket culture. Because Stark is everyone says he's a bit soft. I think he's soft. I think he's a bit of a sook. Doesn't sook mean soft? I guess. Oh like, no, because I was saying like he doesn't try. Like he runs in, but like uh, usually when people like get an edge or whatever, they'll puff the chest and be like, you're not good enough to hit me. Yeah. Right. And he'll be like, oh, you fucking need to, why did you do that for? That's so unfair. <laughs> like, he has a little patty. He has resting pout face. Did you see that face he did at the cup? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Face. And then Hazelwood gets just, like, real barky. Yeah, Hazelwood looks like a little terrier. Yeah. Despite being 6'4 and able Huge. to beat the shit Yeah, really speaks to the carrier to me. Yeah, exactly. But he, gets, he kind of has that, like, kind of hounding approach, doesn't he? And uh, uh, the last two quick-fire questions are about uh, alternate viewing experiences. So you have two. Tonight, as we speak, there's a BBL match going on that we're not watching because we love test cricket. Right. You may or may not, but I'm speaking on behalf of you all. Uh, the second one is, in Christchurch today in New Zealand, they also have a Boxing Day test where 14 wickets fell on day one. That is approximately 12 wickets more than what fell on uh, our test match, and they made approximately 50 more runs. So would you prefer to watch the Christchurch, essentially like Armageddon test, where everything just explodes every ball, or watch uh, Big Bash on Boxing Day, which goes for about three hours and all they do is hit sixes? Who fell apart in in New Zealand? Uh, Well, both teams did. So New Zealand got sent in, Mm. and they uh, batted... All right, but they got tricky conditions and they got bowled out for 158. And then uh, Schwenk going into bat after them and they've already lost, like, four wickets for I feel 88. like the whole point of test cricket is that it's a long game and it's a bit slow and you have to play everything out. And yeah. if I saw that, then it'd be a bit like watching Big Bash. And that's not what I'm paying for. Ooh, that's interesting. That's a very interesting... <laughs> it was a Christmas present. I didn't pay for anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, 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 Day one of the New Zealand Sri Lanka test. Yeah, I'm like, with you 100. Uh, percent It was today was like definitely. I think I love watching gritty test matches. Yeah, like I love to watch when a batsman is challenged by a bowler and then puts himself away and says, "All right, well, I can't play these shots anymore. I'm going to play straight, or I'm I'm just going to play the short ball." Yeah, and like plays a long, 
concerted effort game. Yeah. But today wasn't that. Today was a pitch that's doing nothing yeah. and batsman. and offering nothing to either team. Exactly. It, wasn't, it wasn't an absolute. Yeah. It wasn't an absolute row where you can make three hundred off quick quick succession, and it wasn't a spicy deck where you can take ten wickets in under sixty overs. Yeah. Exactly. And so the game didn't really move. No. And that's where I think the criticism of this pitch is particularly... Like, it, it would almost be better if it was... Like, I'd prefer two for 350. Like, mm. they're somewhere near actually declaring and yeah. putting the pressure back on Australia. Like, what they got to, it's not even that. Like, they're going to have to bat for most of tomorrow to get to a number that allows them to consider declaring. Yeah. And that's a, two days of your test match gone. We got a day one of a drawn test. That's what we got. And yeah. that's what... It's the only thing that we... We all knew that by the end of day's play. All right. And uh, my final question is that did any of us spend any time outside the G? So this this is the first time I remember at a Boxing Day being a really concerted effort to have auxiliary entertainment around in mm. the uh, in the Yarra Park. And so they have uh, like a, a Bollywood cinema, like, yeah. which I find a bit weird because it's like pay money to go to the cricket, but then go watch a movie during the cricket. <laughs> They're not playing the movies after the cricket. It's just there's music afterwards till nine pm. But yeah, like all the movies are played during play. So it's like come to the cricket, spend your thirty bucks to one hundred and seventy, depending on what ticket you want, and then go outside and ignore the cricket. Or, I think you should have gone to the movies. Or is it come come be involved in the cricket atmosphere, but you don't have to come watch the cricket? But would you? I like, wouldn't want to pay. But what if you didn't buy a ticket? You just came and watched the movies. Oh, and okay. The I, think, I don't know if you're allowed. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I wondered. I think is it is it was ticketed? I didn't go. No, no we we had dinner there. Ah, awesome. Yeah. How was it? Delightful. Tasty. Yeah, really I, had, I, had, I had a coffee. I hadn't had one of those before. Ah, excellent. Pretty, pretty I cool. thought it was a bit weird that everything was Indian themed. Like, oh no. Oh, Indian. Well, no, 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 we're playing Indian. Yeah. But there's, like, two, there's, two, there's two bays, though. So there's oh, the Indian uh, Summer of India Festival, is what they're calling it. Mm. Um, and yeah, you got the Bollywood section and then all yeah. the food bits and then yeah, the other bits. And then next door to that is like the MCC Pavilion. Which we've been before. But that looked like you needed a, a member. So you do need for. to be a waiting list person. Oh, well, so I don't it's like, like that at all. Yeah. So, but it's like literally everyone in Melbourne is away on the waiting list. It's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prove that? In an email? No. So yeah, you get, you get an email and they send it out to you because they want you to go to the cricket. Mm. And after like day, if it's alive, still going on day four or day five, you can use your waiting list code to go and buy a ticket to get into the members to get a little taste to be like, oh, oh this one. You almost the, have this. Yeah, yeah. But you, you almost, don't. yeah, yeah. Oh. And also, but during days one to three, you can use the same code and go watch the cricket. Mm. In this like little pavilion area where they serve yes. you, I did notice that the members' whatever. pavilion area outside closed as soon as pretty much as mm. soon as the cricket was finished, mm. and the fun Indian Spring yeah. Festival continued yeah. to rock yeah. on with some excellently dubbed excellent. live music, <laughs> yeah, lip synced mm -hmm. to perfection. Would we? But are we a fan of the auxiliary entertainment, or are you a bit more of like it's a sport event? Let's just stick to the. Well, that diversity of places to eat straight after the mm. cricket when you walk out the gate. Yeah, like because obviously the offerings inside are fairly familiar if you go to the MCG a lot. So I yeah. think that aspect of it is probably a massive tick yeah. for me. Definitely. Yeah, we just, no, yeah, we just walked through. I thought it was. I mean, it was interesting. It was different, and it's it is a lovely garden down there. Why not use it? I mean, I love love a good outdoor entertainment. Full what stop. are they going to do when Australia plays England? Fish and chips on the beach. <laughs> Scones and cream? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and obviously it's, it's harder it's, to... It's just... Dire. Yeah. It's not going to be easy to theme it to every country. It's all, just, it's all just aloe vera cream yeah. for all the... Like, birds. next year against New Zealand, that will be interesting. We could yeah. have a sheep farm out the front. 
Just buying mean, heavily into stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they, we do here. They make the same jokes about us, though, so I think it's... Yeah, because we have more sheets <laughs> so than makes it, That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. You guys both like. <laughs> Just all the stars are half red, half white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, to round out the podcast, we've got the uh, people's question today, which is, after today's play, will we be turning for more? Like, will you be going back for the test cricket this test or next year or in years to come? Were you sated enough by today's action to be like, that's enough cricket for me for the summer? Or were you more like, that's just the appetizer, I want to go back for more. I'm going to sign up for an MCC membership. I'm going to, you know, sign up for Cricket Australia notifications and go Nintel. Well, I downloaded, downloaded your app today, Gordon. So There we go. Shout-outs um, to our Cricket Live. <laughs> uh, and I fully intend to keep up with the rest of the test and yep. the rest of the cricket, but um, not because of today's today's play. Would you go back to a Boxing Day test? If you're in Melbourne next year, will you be playing New Zealand? Will you like, yep, Boxing Day, the pencil it in. Hey, Will, can you get me those tickets you got me last year? <laughs> Please and thank you. Not for Christmas, give me something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get me them because, oh, yeah. Can we just have general admissions on that we can drink beers in our chairs instead of the bar? That was my main my criticism. Yeah. yeah. The MCC is a bit weird oh, like that. Yeah. And I had to grab, like, fancy clothes. Not yeah. Jam. <laughs> oh. Um, yes. I yes. will continue to watch the cricket and hopefully not be disappointed. Excellent. Will what? Will we be turning him back for more on day two, day well, three, day four, day I, five? I am, I am walking through those big gates again tomorrow with my old man, and I'll be there, sweating away in the same probable section, drinking beers out of non-plastic. Oh, like it's plastic <laughs> that's the problem. What a bougie no, fish. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I'll be back. I'll be back for more. Um, I love but punishment. But because of or in spite of today? In spite of today. Yeah. And, uh, well, we'll be there regardless, JB, because we uh, have occupational obligations. Unfortunately, I, I think I'm going to come down with some sort of mosquito-brought-on <laughs> disease. You are the most... You are, we are sitting outside doing this because it's a lovely, bunny summer's day in Melbourne. like, I'm dying. And I've never seen one man itch more of mosquitoes in, like, and a half an hour of podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do it quietly seen. so the microphone doesn't pick yeah. up the scratching, but I'm trying to rub one foot on the other and it's not... It's not but, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in spite of mozzie bites and today's play yeah. because... Boxing Day and Test Cricket and just, you know, what else am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. I will be there tomorrow. Rain, hail, shine. That's rain, cool. would be, rain would be weird. But, like, I would, I've been to a couple of rained-out days of Test Cricket Next and you just get just, well booed. It, well, I just read a book. It'd be about the same... As today. Today. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. just like, got booze and things happened vaguely. The covers the came on. The covers came off. I got wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't wasn't overly hot, but I was still wet. You know how it is. All right. And uh, if you want to see the cricket tomorrow and you can't make it down to the MCG or you don't want to spend the money on the GA tickets, head on down to our supporters, the Yorkshire Hotel, uh, the corner of Punt Road and Langley Street in Abbotsford. Uh, they'll be having the cricket on all day and some tasty Critters Arms beers. Free plug for those guys too. We'll see you for a bev in the sheds tomorrow.